Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Today, we got an awesome guest. I even got a little nervous before I started this, and I've been doing this for quite some time now. But today's guest is the owner of Unique Designs. It's a seven-figure business. And the guy's better known as the brand doctor. And let me tell you why. He's helped create some of the most spectacular brands out there for some of the most amazing entrepreneurs, like one of my own personal favorites, Russell Brunson, you know, the ClickFunnels guy. He helped him develop some of those branding stuff that you see on that beautiful platform. I love his statement, by the way, that he says, if you're going to go into, uh, if you're going to bother being in business, why wouldn't you want to stand out? So welcome to the program. Without further ado, the brand doctor himself, Mr. Henry Kaminsky. What's going on, my man? Thanks for having me. Hey, dude. Like I said, man, I got super excited. I'm looking through your profile. I'm looking through your Instagram and I'm a big proponent of taking control of your own branding and marketing, right? So I started podcasting about two years ago, mainly because somebody bigger than me, like the Gary Vee types, were like, you need to start a podcast, you need to start a podcast. Um, I own an insurance agency outside of this, and it's been one of the most amazing prospecting tools ever. In the last two years, we do a podcast every single day, five days a week. I've been able to meet more people and develop more relationships through this podcast medium than ever before. And then I started looking into, holy crap, not only is it a great prospecting tool, I should be doing this thing called branding. And so I'm dipping my toes into that whole skip, you know, that whole spectrum. I'm learning so much and I'm looking through your stuff and I'm like, holy crap, this guy's amazing at what he does. I get, I get 30 minutes of time with him to ask him questions about branding. Hell yeah. Dude, so, you lay, lay it on me, man. I'm, that's what I'm here for. You know, that's what I'm here for. Listen, you're, you guys are doing fantastic. I love the little logo with the guy and the business pros. I think you're doing a fantastic job so far. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's great. It's building, you know, it, what I've learned so far, and this is the very, very basics of branding. If I put out content every day, if I put out a message every day and I talk to somebody new every day about what it is we do, it's developing itself almost, right? It's, it's like, it's like anything else. Like if I was to, you know, we are farmers, most people are going to go, dun, 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 dun. why? Because they see, hear it over and over and over again right? You've identified with this thing because it's been put in your face so much. Yeah. And so we, you know, I started doing this podcasting and I'm like, well, how do you become, you know, I look at who's good at what they do and I'm like, well, Joe Rogan's to a thousand. How do I get to a thousand episodes? Oh, I know. I podcast every day and then I'll get there as fast as I possibly can. And it's been an amazing, amazing story. How do you hit the fast forward button? You've taken it. Like I looked at your Instagram. I'm like, holy crap, this guy went from, you know, I don't know where you came from. I'm hoping you tell me that to where you are today. Like, I want to know, like, how long does that take? How did you step, you know, step forward? How did it happen? <laughs> so to be honest with you, it's not a rush. You know, it's, it's, it's a complete marathon. And I, and I, I treat life like this and I treat my business like this. Uh, there's no arbitrary deadlines for me. 
Like I'm a go getter. I want to get it done and I want to do it right. And I want to do it with quality. Um, but I'm not going to say it needs to be done by X because of some weird thing, some weird weight I want to put on my shoulders uh, to get that done. I'm, a, I'm an executor. So I never had to worry about not doing. Mm-hmm. It was always doing the right thing or going in the right direction for me. So that was the issue that I had as I built this brand. So let me take you back real quick. So 13 years ago, I started as a freelance graphic designer. I used to design all the nightclub flyers for New Jersey and New York and Atlantic City and because we live right outside New York City, about 40 minutes. So I was heavily in that scene. And so when I came into uh, North Jersey after going to college in Pennsylvania, I met up with this guy who was a club promoter who did graphic design, but didn't want to do it anymore. So at the time I was working at a local hospital and I was a special events director for the sudden infant death syndrome center. Uh, and so what we did was it was my responsibility to build these fundraising events to raise money for sudden infant death syndrome, and then take those monies and spend it on events that brought the families together in the state of New Jersey that had a baby die of SIDS. Hmm. So it was a very rewarding job, but it was very sad at the same time. But I always needed marketing material to, to, to host those events and to promote those events. So the one event I had Z100, one of the biggest radio stations in the world, sponsor my event. Literally, Cold Turkey emailed one of the morning show get hosts who still is on the show today. Um, and she was like, yeah, we're in. So tell me what we need to do. So I needed that marketing material. So Jerry showed me how he was designing the flyers and I, I just got bit by the bug. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I, I got my boss at the time at the hospital to pay for Photoshop. And then I started doing all the in-house design for all the events. Fast forward that three years, I built up such a big book of business outside of work, my nine to five, where I was, it was, it was an interesting time. It was right around the economic collapse in 2008. Nobody was really hiring. The hospital was really coming down and being uh, super tight with everything. And uh, they said, listen, um, we'll keep you here on the first of the year, but you're going to become someone's secretary. It is what it is. Or you could leave. And I was nervous. Like it was a side hustle for me. I didn't know it was going to do anything. Um, so I was like, you know what? Now's my time to to take that leap. And I did. And that first year I, I made $248,000 by myself, just designing on a laptop, using my finger as a mouse. <laughs> right. And just designed the hell out of nightclub flyers, which led up to uh, just working with some big companies. Like, um, so I used to do all the club work and then I got introduced to Bon Jovi's brother. And I started doing work for Bon Jovi for two and a half years. I went on two, and a, uh, two world tours with him and all of the branding collateral and marketing collateral that I did for him traveled the world. And so my responsibility was to come up with the design work and flyer. So back then printing was real big. I would drop ship like 100,000 pieces of print at these big arenas before he got there. And then his street team would deliver those throughout the stadiums that he played during the days of the concerts. So eventually he, he went overseas and we would drop ship boxes to Teterboro Airport and he would get on that plane and they would, they would travel the world with him. And so that was really exciting work. And then I started doing work for bigger names like Corona and Coors Light and Guinness and these bigger names. 
um, which led into strategic branding, which that got very interesting because I almost lost the business back when Hurricane Sandy hit. When Hurricane Sandy came through, wiped out two of my biggest clients at the time that was creating probably 80% of my business, right? Which I, as a business owner, you never want to get in bed with, with a client that is 80% of your business. No, they flop, you flop. That's yeah, it's it. huge. And that's exactly what happened. Dude, that's, that's gnarly though. I mean, it, it, it sounds, I mean, we hit a lot of fast forward buttons right there, but, but there's a lot of like, you know, I did, I, I grinded at this, at this thing. Like I'm sure you got, you know, somebody bought Photoshop for you and you didn't really know how to do everything in there. You had to learn that skill. You developed that craft. I mean, you, you, it, this design thing just kind of clicked. Like you said, you got bit by the bug. So in other words, you try it and you're like, ooh, like this is how I'm going to explain my creative juices. It's just going to spill over in this part. And people just kind of happen to have an eye for it. Or There's some people who happen to have an eye for it. You're one of those people. Um, and, and other people tend to like those designs that you create. What are you looking for when you create a design? I mean, is it, is it something that you sit down and you do like a photo shoot with people? Is it something where you're taking the content that they've already have and kind of putting it together? Like what's your thought process when you're designing something? Yeah. So we're not designing for my client. And this is the biggest problem that people have when they come in. And, I'm, and I tell them, listen, I'm a pretty aggressive guy from New Jersey. So you, I may not be your, your fit here. So I'm just going to give it to you straight. And I really don't care if your grandmother or your wife or your daughter like the color blue. If your audience doesn't like the color blue, your logo is not going to be blue. <laughs> it's not your taste. It's your client's taste. If, so we're designing for your client. We're not designing for you. And that's like a, what did you just say? <laughs> that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because so, I'm paying you. I am your client paying you to create this brand. And you're sitting here taking my money and telling me that's not what I'm going to do because your client doesn't want that. Because your customer doesn't want that. Yeah. Listen, if you don't have customers, do you have a business? No, absolutely not. So there's there's where the pendulum swings. So I'm designing for the client. And, and so you and I, we need to figure out who that ideal client is. You've heard this a thousand times. The reason why you've heard it a thousand times is because it's the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's the fundamentals. If you don't know who you're talking to and who you're serving, you're, you're toast. And this is what's happening in the ClickFunnels community, which I'm, I'm passionate about. The ClickFunnels has really helped me. And we'll get into this later on how I really, uh, ClickFunnels is what grew and scaled my business online. It, it really did. And what's happening in that community is everybody's like, oh my God, this is an awesome tool. This thing is going to make me a million dollars online. They're still so missing the main point though. Bam. So I, I can have the greatest saw in the world. And if I don't know where the freaking tree is, then what's the point of having the saw? Right. And that's, that's the issue that, that, you know, even I, I've been, I've been in click funnels for like three or four months and I've created funnels and I realized, you know what? I suck at how am I finding the person who is, who am I looking for? I create this really cool funnel and then who am I going to stick it in front of? Like that, you know, and, and that comes down to the ideal problem that everybody has in almost every aspect of business. It's not just the funnel. It's, I have this great idea. Well, who cares about your idea? 
because your idea doesn't mean a thing if you don't know who this idea is for. It's your idea. It's like your dream. You can't go to sleep, have a dream, and then expect somebody else to visualize the same dream you had. You have to be able to present it to the people who even want to look at that dream. Exactly. Exactly. So my brand accelerator program takes entrepreneurs through that journey. So what we want to do is we want to discover what are the pain points? What are the challenges of this ideal client? Why does this ideal client have these problems in the first place? Why should they invest in you and not this other guy down the street that does exactly what you do? Right? We also want to look at how your messaging is playing into all of this because people think branding and right away, Hernan, they think logo, website, color scheme, you know, all those things, right? Branding's much deeper than that. Branding's actually the, the gut feeling people get mm -hmm. when they interact with you, your product or service. That's branding at its core. Brand identity is what it looks like, but brand messaging is what it sounds like and how it, how it, connects and resonates with the ideal client, right? So we got to figure out how do we articulate the value that we deliver? The biggest problem that my clients have is they have a great product or service, but their audience has no clue because they can't articulate that value and or they have a great product or service, but their identity doesn't relay that. So, they're driving a Toyota with a Ferrari engine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem. If you don't look the part, you can't charge the part. That's first and foremost, but you also have to deliver the part too. So my big MO, and you'll hear me say this a thousand times before I leave this earth, a, a gazillion times really, it's the quality of your brand will determine the quality of your client. And the quality of your client will determine the quality of your life. Hmm. That's deep. It is. That is deep. So that's why branding, people are like, ah, I don't need branding. I'll just throw up a funnel real quick and, you know, it's going to make me a gazillion dollars. Hmm. See what kind of quality clients come through that funnel if you didn't establish your branding properly. This is how Russell Brunson and I started working together one-on-one. -on -one. So I came into his coaching program. And I, I've been through hell and back. I mean, my parents, they tried to get, uh, they tried to start a family when they first got married and they couldn't figure it out. And my mom had an issue with herself. She couldn't get pregnant. They tried for 16 years, dude. Wow. She couldn't get pregnant. So I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would try anything for 16 years and continue to fail without That's trying. That's some dedication. Else. Right. And, and persistence and this never give up attitude. And that story, when it was told to me at a young age, never really hit until my, my mother would constantly call me the miracle baby. Oh, this is my miracle baby. This is my miracle baby. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, it took, you six, it took me 16 years to have him. Oh, so women are pregnant for 16 years? <laughs> I wasn't took sure. took the story way the wrong way there. I wasn't sure what that meant. I wasn't sure what that meant. And then finally she said, no, 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 no we had difficulties and, but we never gave up. We kept going. And then when I was two years old, I almost died due to poor nutrition. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but my, my mom comes into my crib, sees me blue and unresponsive and rushes me to the hospital. And the doctors say he lost all the salt in his body. 
Wow. So when I looked it up, it was like hypernatremia or hypernatremia. And when I was looking at causes, it was like lack of nutrition. I'm like, uh, maybe they didn't feed me. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but when I hear that story, I'm like, Hernan, I'm here on borrowed time. Mm. I got to make this life the best life because I only get one shot at this. So I come into Russell's coaching program. I'm not in a financial situation to be there. I, I'm, I'm, I literally don't have a nickel to rub together because I spent every dollar that I own. So I made a whole bunch of money, but I spent every dollar of it because I was financially unintelligent. So I was able to, I had good credit. So I put half of this investment on a card and I asked ClickFunnels if, if they would, um, you know, let me pay off the balance over the next couple of months. So they said, yeah. So I get on the call at Russell and Russell says, wow, what a story. And he's looking at my website at the time, not the website that you see today, but it was a website for, you know, 2.1. And uh, he was like, man, you do some phenomenal work. He's like, I'm coming out with a book. It's called .com Secrets. I need some design work. Would you be willing to help me? Now, I never spent $10,000 on anything in my life at that point, <laughs> right? And I said, oh my God, I would love to help you. He was like, well, what do you charge? I didn't know what to charge him. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, six grand sound good? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I should have asked for 10. <laughs> <laughs> so right there, we start working together. I start doing these infographics and stuff. And, and, I, and, and he's helping me. I'm helping him. And then about three, four months down the road, I'm, I'm deep into his podcast. And I'm like, man, this podcast covers just not doing this justice. I mean, the value that he delivers on this show is unbelievable. So on a Sunday morning, I went on Photoshop and I designed him this marketing, marketing in your car podcast cover. And I just sent it to him in Facebook Messenger. I said, dude, here you go. I don't care if you never use it. Oh my God, this is so awesome. Never does anything with it for another couple months. I get a Facebook message from him out of the blue. Henry, you got that cover? Yeah, here it is. All right, cool. The day before Thanksgiving that year, he reaches out to me and he says, listen, I got six designers working for me right now. Everything looks different when it comes back to me. There's no consistent brand identity whatsoever with ClickFunnels. And this is going to be the next big thing. I need this brand to be on point. Could we hire you to get this thing on point? And I said, yes, absolutely. So for the next two and a half years, I helped him and the ClickFunnels team brand that entire company. And on that third year, they hit that $100 million mark. Mm -hmm. So that entrepreneurial story will always be in my memoirs because I feel like I've, I was part of that. And it was phenomenal to work with that him and that team and being a user of the platform for all these years. It was, uh, it was an honor and, and it was just amazing. But one of the things that he said to me about branding, this was this before I got into deep brand strategy. I was just a designer cranking away. He says, Henry, you have a beautiful website. You're amazing at what you do. You have this big personality. But where is this in your branding? Where is this on the website? There's no videos of you. There, you're nowhere to be found. And I said, son of a bay. So I went into the personal branding and that's where the, the brand doctor was formed. And, and I started to put myself out there. And what I realized was people buy people, man. 
then they'll buy your product or service. And that has a lot to do with branding. Yeah, you're the character now. You know, I'm a huge fan of his uh, Expert Secrets book. I must have read that thing, I don't know, like six or seven times. Uh, I created, you know, I've been doing this podcasting for for two years and people keep always asking me the same question. How do you start it? How do you start it? So I created a course on how to start it. and And I created a webinar based on that book. Awesome. Because, you know, that Epiphany Bridge script and in, I don't know, you know, how much of that design stuff that you had to, you know, you had to play in it, mm-hmm. but it just made it so simple. The brand itself, the logo, the design, all that stuff plays into the simplicity of what he's offering. Like he makes a lot of those concepts super easy to understand. And yes. the, the logo and the design and the print and everything plays into that. And, and it's like that's, that I mean, is one of those key things that you've talked about already on this, on this episode so much. It's, it wasn't designed for Russell. It was designed for the end user so that the end user can maximize the, whatever the messaging that you need to get out. That's the key. That's the key. Because your, your audience, believe it or not, are going to pick up on that. They're going to know if you like the color blue or if you created it blue because of them. They're going to know subconsciously, I can promise you. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it, I know not knowing anything at the beginning when I started, I did it cause I like the colors. Like, honestly, I did the blue and gold. Why? Cause I'm a charger fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, those were my colors and that's what I picked. I had no concept. I, and, and, and as I'm learning these things, as I'm getting to know, you know, learning from people like yourself, you know, it's a whole different ball game. What you did earlier, what you talked about when you sent him that cover for the podcast art, like literally this morning, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to an audio book on branding. I forgot the name of the book, but anyways, I'm listening to an audio book on branding and, uh, and he's talking about giving away some stuff here and there, right? It's, it's a cartoon artist and I forgot, I forgot the name of the book anyways. Um, and so I was thinking to myself, well, people are like enjoying the raps that I'm making for my videos and the banners. I should just pick a couple people that I want to work with and create some stuff and send it to them. And then I'm justifying in my own mind. I'm like, yeah, but how are you going to make that money? Like, what are you going to earn? Like, what's your value? And, I'm, and, and I just keep telling, you know, because on the one hand, it's always that, that mindset of, well, how am I going to get paid for this? On the other hand, I've, I've been always the type of person who gives away so much stuff that my wife gets on my case because I give away so much information, so much stuff. But I just feel like if I continue to do that with specific people in general, karma's going to send it back my way. Like, I, we've never hurt for anything. You know what I mean? Am I the richest person in the world? No, but I've, we have a great life. That's all that matters, dude. I was talking about this the other day. I was just on Mike Dillard's podcast not too long ago, and I, I was explaining to him my business model. And he was like, oh, this is fascinating to me, Henry. Like, tell me more. Like, are you, is this scalable? Like, is this, or are you just like a consultant? Like, tell me. And I was like, it's not scalable. I want to work with 12 clients a year. I want to live the life that I live right now until I take my last breath. I don't need to scale this. I do not need to exit this business. That is not my goal. My goal is to see my son one day love what I do and say, daddy, I want to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and teach me how. And then now I could, he could be my little apprentice. Now I don't know what he's going to, what he's going to do or what I'm not banking on that. Right. My biggest thing for this business is this. I've come up, I've spent the last 13 years dedicating myself to this business and helping entrepreneurs build a profitable and reputable brand for themselves and really help them do two things. One, scale online. Two, 
create a business and brand that truly represents who they are. Hmm. There's a lot of business owners out there that are playing half pregnant with their branding. I just got off the phone with a guy, he owns a big solar company in New York City. And he's like, this branding, you know, my identity out there right now looks very mom and pop. And we're a, an eight-figure business. I'm, st- I'm not happy with it. Like, I want you to come in and make this look national. Right? And that's a big guy. That's an eight-figure guy. Yeah. I deal a lot with the smaller guy. Look at the guy who's trying to get started, the guy who's just at the beginning. And, I'm, and I'm, right now, we're in this COVID situation, and there are people not taking advantage of this extra time. Like how many people can you talk to on Zoom? How much time can you create? Maybe you're not the best designer, but you can create something real quick and pretty nice to put your information out there, to put your brand out there, to get your messaging so, start, so that you come out of this COVID thing better than you went into it. I don't care if it's physically, mentally, emotionally, like you came in, you have no control that we're stuck in here. There's no control over that. Fine, we're in. What are you doing with this time? Where's your discipline? Where's your discipline? Yeah, where's your discipline? I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing a lot of couch potato Netflix watchers, and that's okay. They're, 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 those folks aren't my clients. Let them live their life the way that they want, and, and those people aren't even in my in my network, mm-hmm. right? But those are the ones that are complaining that nothing's working. True, right? 100%. So, not my not my not my cup of soup. <laughs> I'm looking for the folks that are, are really interested in growing and scaling and wanting to build a, a brand that lives beyond them. And then one of the other things about branding that I want to talk about is the one question that I ask my, my brand accelerator clients is this, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered? Think about that. And are your actions demonstrating that? And if the answer is no, we got a problem. Change it. Change it. But it's that simple. Change it. It really is. There's, it really there's, is. It, it, it's in, in anything in life, anything in life, you have the ability to change it, especially yeah. in America. Of all places, you're here. Like you're lucky to be alive, A, and then you're in this country. You have the opportunity to do whatever you want. If you want to be a couch potato, like you said, you can, by all means, go for it. Yeah. But if you do want to change something, if you're, if about the only thing I can't change is I can't grow hair, right? I mean, <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I could throw a wig on, I could throw a hat on, I could rock it, like, you know, like there's no tomorrow with confidence. And, and that's the beauty of, of what we have here is just decide and, and, and like have an honest, like, Go stand in front of the mirror and look yourself deep in the eyes and, and stare for a, a little while so you can cut through all the BS and just be honest with yourself where you are today. And if you're good, great. Yeah. But if you're not, at that point, tell yourself, nobody else, you don't have to tell anybody else, but just tell yourself that you got to make a change and then do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I went on a tangent on that because uh, you, you struck a chord with me because I think a lot of the internet entrepreneur community is you're only as good as the, the, the last million dollars you made or, or the numbers in your bank account or the numbers that you're posting on Instagram that are, you're quote unquote making, but it, you're saying you're making a million, but it's costing you a million to run the business, right? Nobody <laughs> talks about that. Nobody asks about that either, right? The net is the important part. 
Right. And, and, but the point that I'm trying to make is the numbers, the decimal points shouldn't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Inside, you got to find that happiness from inside. I, I'll, I'll share a personal ex- uh, uh, story with you. I was the chaser. So I make a million bucks like that. What's the next thing? What's, what am I doing? What do I got to do next? I got to do something next. That, that, that's, not, that's, not a, that's not good enough. I got to go more. Hmm. It reminds me of a Joker line. You're like a dog chasing cars. You wouldn't that's know what it. to do if you got one. <laughs> right. And exactly. And my, and my mentor at the time said, Henry, this is an exhausting way of living life. Have you spent any time celebrating? Have you taken any time to reflect on how awesome your life is right now? He's like, dude, I'm on the outside looking in and you look like you live a pit bull life without going on tour. Have you taken a second to appreciate any of that? Let, that- me, let me ask you a little bit deeper on that because, yeah, because I do feel – I actually enjoy this. I like being behind the microphone. I like talking to other people. I like sitting at my desk and getting to work. I actually, I do enjoy that. And, but I, I, as I get older, I I do listen to other people and, and I hear things like, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you're never going to say, I wish I worked more. You're going to say, I wish I did X, Y, Z. Right. But in my present moment, Right. And I know there's a lot of people in this similar present moment. All I can think about is that hustle. All I can do is that's what I wake up doing. I wake up at 430 every morning and I, and and I, I get ready to go because that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like that's my grind. That's my, I get my four or five hours before my wife gets up, before my kids get up and that's my time. And I get to thrive in that time. Mm. And then, you know, I, I continue on the day. We eat dinner together. And then when, when, when we're done with the, the together time, I get back to, to my work because I love to do that. Mm. And I'm worried as I hear things like that, I'm worried that I'm going to look back and say, I should have done this more. And at the present moment, I can't identify what this more is. Okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Okay. I, I, you're not alone, dude, because I went through the same thing. You know what woke me up? This whole COVID shit. Excuse my language. Uh, this whole COVID thing made me realize, whoa, there's more here to life than working on unique designs all damn long, all every goddamn day, night in, night out. Right? And, and then when my son was born two and a half years ago, that was a huge wake-up call for me too. Because I was like, when everything goes away, like COVID made it, What's left? Mm-hmm. What's left? Your wife, your kid. That's it. That's it. Who's going to be there when you take your last breath? Your clients? Probably not. I love my clients, but I don't think they're going to be in the hospital room when I take my last breath. They may pay respects. They may. Yeah, yeah and I would love them for that. Yeah. But... So during the last five weeks, and I'm in New Jersey where it's super locked down, 
right? Oh, yeah. You guys are going through it. Yeah. We're going to be the last ones to reopen, believe me <laughs> when I tell you, right? But I'm sitting here going, wow, to just have a bonfire down. We live on a lake. So have a bonfire down at the lake with my son and my wife and drink wine and, and cheese and, and do that on a Saturday for four hours. I was like a pig in shit that day. And I'm like, I want to do more of that. That was fun. Yeah. Right. And so now like Saturdays, that's our things. So at least when it's nice out, you know, we'll, we'll go down there and we'll do that. And just spending that time with them. Listen, your business isn't going to go anywhere. I could promise you. I could promise you. But I went through the same thing, Herney man. I felt like if I'm not working on my business right now while everything's shut down, other people are going to catch up to me and they're going to wipe me out and I'm not going to have any clients coming out of this and it's going to be a disaster and I'm going to lose everything. Those are the stories in your head that are going to just continue to get the best of you. When, now when I close out, which after this interview, I'm done for the day, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to spend some time with my wife, my son, and have a blast, right? It's my wife's birthday on Sunday, so I'm excited for that. Like, my business isn't going anywhere. You cannot feel guilty for not working on your business 24-7. You're just not going to reap the fruit that you're expecting if you constantly. That's not sustainable, it's not. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of anything either. Because when I first started, I was freaking 22 hours a day too and slept to two hours a night. I know what that passion feels like. But when you get up to a, a cruising altitude, still, con- right, still, still continue to set goals. Still con- continue to stretch yourself and, and help yourself. Don't get comfortable. I'm going to give you a quick story. So I'm reading this book. It takes what it takes. And the, guy, the author talks about how there's a Navy SEAL out there that tells this story. So he's a Navy SEAL. He's in Afghanistan with four other SEALs. They drop him behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. Three of his SEALs die. He's the only one left. He gets shot 11 times in this little town in Afghanistan because the townspeople rat him out. He's able to escape, but he's got a seven-mile trek to get to safety. So you know what he does? He's crawling. He takes a rock off the ground, and he extends his hand over his head as he's laying on his back, and he draws a line over his head with the rock in the ground. And he caterpillars himself up so that his his toes touch that line. And when he touched that line with his toes, he drew another line. Just do it again. Do it again. And he did it. He did it for seven miles, seven miles. That's how you run your business, right? That's how you run your business. As long as you're drawing your line, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Keep your eyes on the prize. Who are you serving? Why are you serving them? What is the result that you want to get for them? How can you help them get there? And just do that over and over and over again and be passionate about it. There's your, there's your secret. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a deep story, by the way. True. It's true story. That's crazy. True story. I forget the seal's name. I screwed it up on another podcast interview, so I didn't want to say his name again and screw it up again. <laughs> but you it's know, a true story. The, the story is important, right? It's, it's yeah. and that's the thing. In in you know, and the other day it was a Sunday. I think I I I was like, dude, I'm not doing anything today. Opened up the Netflix. I like folded laundry and like didn't you know just watched a binge series of show. Had my kids sitting around with me, like nothing. And, and then on Monday I was talking about it on the podcast and I was telling my brother, I was like, dude, I feel bad. He's like, don't feel bad. Like that was your, you, what did you do during the week? I, well, I did this and this and this. Oh, good. Yeah. Like set that time apart. And yeah. that's the whole thing is draw your line. Right. And that's what yeah. your goal is for the week, for the day, whatever it is. And, and I, I do that on a daily basis. What's my one thing I need to accomplish today. And that's my line. If I can complete the one thing, then I, you know, your legs got to cross. Guess what? Tomorrow you're going to have another line. That's it. That's it. And it's take it day by day, inch by inch. And eventually you'll get there. You take Russell and, and Bon Jovi and all these clients of mine. Do you think that they got there by not drawing those lines or they got there overnight? Like that's what happens. People see that success and they're like, oh, I could do that faster. I could get there. Listen, man, you're going to have to take a lot of lumps to get to you there's lumps that russell took that i've learned you know being so close to him that none of you will probably know of in a million years that 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 the lumps that that man took right to get to where he's at today what's the so, whole uh, um malcolm gladwell gladwell thing right it's a ten thousand hours like it doesn't matter whether you are a fast learner or whatever you still got to put in the time yeah, you got to take those lumps, man. And you got to take, I'll tell you another story, you know, back in the day, I like telling horror stories because I feel like the audience really, the horror stories stink in more than the successes. For sure. Right? Yeah. So I don't mean to say this to scare anybody either, but I, I, wanna, I want your audience to get value out of this conversation. So almost lost the business the first time due to Hurricane Sandy, wiped out two of my biggest clients. So then I meet Russell, I scale back up, everything's going great. Now I think I'm, I'm King Tut again, right? And there was an issue with me, you know, in my entrepreneurial career. My, my father raised me by, my, by himself. And so he comes from very humble beginnings and so do I. So, you know, my father used to take me to Canal Street in Chinatown to get my school clothes, right? I would go to school with rings around the collar, you know, dirt and be picked on because of it. So I made him, I made him have me enroll into the Cub Scouts because it was a different uniform and it hid, it hid the dirty rings around the collar. Right. And I remember saying to myself that when I was a, a young age, like maybe 13, 14 years old, I had a really rich uncle. He was like Tony Soprano of, of, of North, the real Tony Soprano. And I would see the way people would treat him. I would see his house. I would see his cars. I would see all these things. And I go, I want that. And I will figure out a way to get it. And so I would just steamroll people. And I had all this stuff, but it meant nothing because my family resented me. And I, at the end, I almost lost my, my wife. Well, my girlfriend, but my wife at the time, because she's like, none of this shit matters to me. Where'd you go? I was here when you first started this damn thing. 
right? She still has the first business card I ever gave her. Right? It's a funny joke, right? <laughs> okay, but, I, I married a good one because she got mine too. <laughs> yeah, right? So exactly, right? That's when you know you married a good one. You got the first business card, right? And I realized that that's not going to, that, that mentality does not serve in entrepreneurship. You need to give in entrepreneur land. You can't just take. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. The difference between me and the next guy who's doing better than me in the branding space is simply the relationships that he or her created. That's it. And the standards that they live by. Do you ever meet somebody that just is just a just a no BS type of guy and or gal, and you just really respect that? And they're not cold about it either. They're just like, I don't tolerate this. Yep. Yep. I have a, like. You have a tremendous respect for those people. That's it. And that's what it comes down to. And they're the most generous people on the planet, but they know that their time is worth way more than their money. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to hang around and get clients like these folks, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from my clients. Right. And I say, holy crap, this is the mindset. It's a giving mentality, but they make sure that they give to the right people. Yes. They make sure that their time isn't disrupted. So long story short, I, I would get clients that just weren't good fits. Why? Because of me. Jim Rohn said this quote a long, long time ago, which stuck. He said, at the end of the day, you get what you tolerate. Mm. So, I was getting these low quality clients because I was tolerating it. And I myself was not quality. So goes back to my original statement. The quality of your brand determines the quality of your clients. The quality of clients determines the quality of your life. When I leveled up my standards, when I leveled up my brand, I leveled up my clients and I leveled up my life because now I only have to work with 12 a year instead of 50. But that's and all that you game, want. And that's all that I want. And my social media is where I can serve the masses. But when you want to come to me and really get the hand, hands-on approach and the personal touch, there's only a few of those folks. That, that, that will do what it takes to, to, to get there. And, and, and you know this coming, at, coming up in your entrepreneurial journey that you hear you, and you see a lot of dabblers, but there's not many doers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more dabblers than doers. And so that's why you need to really qualify yourself and make sure that you're putting up those, those qualifying gates to make sure you only let the grade in. And that's, that's just going to, that's going to level you up. That's great advice. Cause that's the only superpower I ever know that I have is when I stick to something, you're going to see it done five days a week podcasting that I committed to doing it 400. I think your episode like 442 or something like that. So, you know, like I'm sticking to it and I sucked and then I got better. Yeah. And then as I get better, I want to improve. And now I'm, you know, every, and I'm just keep drawing that line, keep drawing that line, keep drawing that line. You're an excellent host. I mean, you've got a great voice. You know how to ask the right questions. You let people talk like you, this was made for you. Thanks, man. Thanks. It, it was definitely a developed skill because 
I suck. I mean, don't listen to episode one. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> but same here, man. I have the Brand Doctor podcast. We're going on 320 episodes, and you go listen to the first one. You'll laugh. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like anything else. Get over yourself. Realize that you're at the beginning, right? And, and you're going to get better. And, and everything else will work itself out. Just, just keep your goal before you, right? Keep your goal before you and everything else will work itself out. And be patient with yourself. Oh my gosh, patience. It's a be virtue. Patient. You know, I, like my, my, I, I had a coach that once said to me, man, you're really hard on yourself, Henry. And I said, I am. I beat myself up. And you know how he put this into perspective for me? He said, if your son kept falling down as he was trying to walk. Would you say the things that you say to yourself to him? Never. So why do you say it to yourself? That's a great perspective. That's a great perspective. I stopped beating myself up after that. I said, if I wouldn't say it to Dante, I wouldn't say it to me. And I just, all right. And when shit hits the fan, I ask myself, is this serving me right now? No. Okay. Well, what's the lesson learned out of this experience? We're entrepreneurs, guys. Every day isn't going to be unicorns and rainbows. We're going to have crap days. But don't beat yourself over them because that's going to perpetuate. And next, uh, uh, one crappy day is going to turn into one crappy month, which is going to turn into a one crappy year. Mm-hmm. So you need, to, you need to just nip that and say, tomorrow's a new day. What did I learn from today's mess? Learn, don't dwell. That's it. Learn, don't dwell. That's it. Henry, I appreciate you coming on the show. Again, I was super excited and well worth it, man. I, I mean, normally it's a 30-minute, but I don't, I don't care. I was like going to let you keep talking. I was going to keep learning as long as I possibly can. But uh, <laughs> let, me, let my audience know uh, if they want to apply to maybe be one of your clients or go through one of your courses, how do they reach out to you? It's easy. So one big hub, it's unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S, .net. So you'll find my, my podcast, the Brand Doctor Podcast. You'll find my YouTube channel. You'll find my Instagram account. Uh, you'll find my course. You'll find uh, the application to the Brand Accelerator program. Um, and, and it's all right there. So one step, unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S, .net. Perfect. Again, man, thank you very much. I learned a ton. I got more to apply, man. And first and foremost, you're my last interview also for the day. So I'm going to go some, enjoy some of this quality time. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks a lot again. Ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.